Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind Are you wearing a nerdy Thursday shirt? I'm actually not today I'm wearing <laughs> You piece of <laughs> shit Where's one? <laughs> I know, it's dirty I wore it on a not Thursday Because I was about to hit it with this Hit it Oh, snap I got one too Hell yeah uh, all you listeners that are listening on a Friday, well, hey, it's experience grind. <laughs> but yeah, Ultimate Warrior is a piece of shit, huh? Oh yeah, oh, uh, just a terrible wrestler on top of being just a roided out asshole. Uh, like a homophobic, transphobic piece of shit. That too. But he's of that era. But I mean, there are tons of people of that era. He was just probably... Weirdly closeted because he was constantly naked and flexing around other dudes. You know what? I know it's kind of a uh, ironic about that is is we don't we don't kink shame here. No, but I bet you that the ultimate warrior was a was a furry. <laughs> like was... he w- he went from just wearing tassels and underwear to like getting home and tossing on a wolf costume. <laughs> of course it's a wolf costume I don't, not, as soon as you said it i didn't even like second guess it it's like oh yeah uh-huh a hundred percent yeah of course it's a wolf it's like a dire wolf <coughs> costume like he's a what's, big bad dire boy what's his furry name what's the uh, ultimate what's his real name brian adams no it's not brian adams it was jim hellwig <laughs> jim hellwig okay like okay so that was a trick question the harry potter he, owl he he legitimately changed his name to Warrior. Yeah, that is true. He did do that, didn't he? Yeah. Like oh, some God. fucking knob, dude. He did that in like 1996. That's so which stupid. Actually, I think is the best possible year for you to have changed your name to Warrior because I think that's the last possible year where it was, I don't know, acceptable to just go around walking around being like, yo. <laughs> My name's Warrior, and then I am just, Warrior. You you bring out like a shoelace from your pocket, and you start doing this, like he did, just shaking the shoelace up and down. Man, like that's unlike her ID or like her passport. Like, does Cher have a last name, or is it, does it is it just Cher? Well, I'm gonna look this up. You keep talking, and I will let you know. Because. I wonder, like, is it the same thing with Madonna, or does, like, her passport and should have to have, like, Madonna last name? But, like, also, you know, it's fucking Madonna, bro. Okay. Can you... So, Cher more? does have a full name. Oh. Did you know that Cher is actually short for Sherilyn? Well, like, God, I'm not shocked by that, I guess. Her last name... I didn't name technically know. ...is Sarkissian. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to do the same for Madonna? Yeah, let's see. Okay. Unravel what you just I, heard. I guess at some point she did. She, I guess, was she Madonna Ritchie for a while? She did marry Guy Ritchie. Ah. Do you know what Madonna's short for? No. Madonna. Uh, okay. Middle name Louise. <laughs> okay. And last name uh, Sicone. S- okay. Sicone. <clears throat> I don't know. That's uh, I gotta say that that takes a little mystique away from both of them. Yeah, I I, re- I really hope that I just ruined everybody's weekend. 
yeah, I, I hope you did. I'm I'm upset and angry. Uh like ah. I would have expected I would have been way more impressed if they literally could just go by one name. I don't think you're legally able to. Like you That's need crazy. to have a first name, last name attached to a social security number, you know? Like that would be yeah, like but- if I could go to my my local office, I mean that's not even a thing. I don't know why I just said that. But if I went to, let's say, my <laughs> local office and I was like, yo, I want to change my last name. And they're like, all right, bruv, what you want to do? And I'm like, Batman. And they're like, no. I don't think you can do that. Oh, man. I knew this. Uh, I heard of this guy uh, that apparently his fucking parents had named him his first name was obi his Juan. middle name was Juan kenobi and then like his real last name that's terrible oh awful i would have changed the fuck out of that name okay can i get my would you rather out of the way right now actually i yeah. did okay so you actually have the would you rather this week so i'm gonna give you a freebie <laughs> okay okay would you can you just ra- do it again would you Go rather ahead. be Kyle, Obi-Wan, Kenobi, Athol, Collins. Uh-huh. Or Kyle. Ki- you have absolutely said that before, so I didn't just, like, blow your spot up, right? No. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Or would you rather be to- <laughs> Kyle, she had a baby, eats a boy, Collins? Oh, that one for sure. Sick. Okay, that, one's, cool. that one's way better. Man. Guys, I don't know if you, you stick around after the show, but for like the last seven episodes, we've had a would you rather follow the post credits music, and it's been great. So uh, stick around. Yeah, you should be sticking around because I do have this week's, and I still haven't thought of it yet. It's going to be real seat of the pants energy, people. Stick around to find out. That's how I do every week's. Like, would you rather? I just wait and see if something comes up. This and, is my shocked yeah. and ADHD face. <laughs> you don't look surprised at all. Weird, because I do the same fucking thing. How funny. How mm. unique we are, Sean. Yeah, so unique. We're not the same, we're not the same person at all. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so you guys heard my little at the beginning. Kyle, they, uh, one of my favorite non-alcoholic brewing companies, uh, has released the Oktoberfest already. Uh, oh. So I'm drinking an athletic brewing company, Oktoberfest Brew, non-alcoholic. It's delicious. Though I do have some uh, unflavored uh, chocolate milk drops that I put in one of my other ones. So... Nice, dude. I get some of the fun, none of the alcohol. That's pretty tight. That's a that's a brilliant idea, actually. Heck yeah, man. And it is when, delicious. Uh, uh, if you guys are at all curious about it, or if you're out at a party and you're like, hey, let me bring a couple of these bad boys so I can keep drinking and not get super fucked up, you can probably yeah. find these in uh, your local packy or liquor store, or whatever the fuck you call them. You call it a packy? Yeah, like package store. I get that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to the package store. It's like a like a small convenience store that sells booze, too. Sure. Yeah. It's, I would also like... It's what a bodega is in New York. Just a little corner store. 
Yeah, but we're we're not New York. Like no, you are. We have this shop that just opened over the summer that is trying so hard to be a bodega. Really? But, yeah. But okay. That was one of the. You know where they went wrong, right off the bat. They didn't have a cat. I'm sure they have a cat in there. I'm sure they have. Probably. That's a point, then. That's a point. Okay, so there's a point on that. But inside, yeah, there's a bunch of random shit in there. And I think I brought this place up before. But, yeah, there's a bunch of shit in there. But, like, half the shit, I think, is just their daughter's old clothing. So there's, like, (laughs) random, like, kids' jackets for sale. And, of course, they're selling. Here's another point for them. They're selling some really shitty like cell phone carrier that I've never even heard of. Oh, tight, tight. But the the negative for them is, Uh yeah, they've got like all the bodega pictures, like coffee and tacos and all that stuff, you know, that you put on the windows. But they're not faded enough. Like they needed to sun bleach these bad boys before they put them up. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. All right. Well, you know what? That does deserve a point knockage. Yeah. Point, Point granted. And also, Take and also, it used to be a gigantic restaurant that has been like six different restaurants because it's too big of a place. So they're using <sighs> maybe like a tenth of this location. Is it in your downtown area? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. I love every small town has the downtown area that has had like eight different restaurants in one building and they've all failed. Yep. Yep. It's because oh, their man. utilities are through the roof, man. It's literally right yeah. next to my work, and it's been five things since I've worked here. The play, like you can't maintain paying like four grand in electricity at each month. No. Yeah. Insane. It doesn't matter. Like it was a, like three different sports bars the last three times, and it just goes to show. No matter how good your wings are, how good your beer is. Yeah, you're not. You can't maintain that. It's yeah. You gotta you gotta have your location too. You gotta have people that want to go to a fucking sports bar. Yeah. And, and now it's a bodega. It's a taqueria bodega. That's tight. A, that's the best thing for it. In in a city that has nothing but me- really shitty Mexican restaurants. Tight, even better. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. The, uh, one of my favorite people. things I loved about. Downtown Bloomington, they had a, a little bodega there that did very well. I loved going to that place. I was, of course, when I did drink, and I'd go in there, buzzed, and buy a pack of cigarettes. All terrible things for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that, that place facilitated it and encouraged it. And they had a bodega cat, as every good bodega should. Hell yeah. There was this 7-Eleven that we stopped in, at, uh, in Philly when we were there for Packs Unplugged. And this 7-Eleven was one cat away from being both the most terrifying place I've ever been inside of and also the most kick-ass bodega. Like, it was just crammed in between two businesses. And it was maybe 15 feet wide by 50 feet deep. And you just walk in and everything's crammed in there. It was filthy. They had anything that you could possibly imagine. They had Red Bulls, which made my day because Yuri Hell just yeah. wanted to keep bringing me to Trader Joe's. And they don't even sell Red Bull, so fuck that what? place. Yeah, Trader Joe's doesn't play, sell Red Bull. I'm glad that I'm not the only one that's blown away by this. I've also only been to Trader Joe's once. Was not impressed. Neither am I. 
Sarah was fucking loves the place. I'm like, why? Yeah. I know a lot of people that do, but we have one Fuck. here in town, and I've only been to it once, and I'm just like, eh. It's okay. I can get yeah. cheaper knockoff. And it's always the people. It's always the people that have no problem buying the cheapest shit, like the cheapest version of something, yeah. you know, as opposed to spending a little bit extra to get something that's going to last longer. They have no problem doing that, but they will always go to Trader Joe's and spend $17 on a pack of chocolate-covered peanuts. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Yuri. Fuck. Uh, also, also me, because that's one of the things I legit bought when I took my one trip to Trader Joe's, <laughs> and I didn't know they were 17 bucks, and I was like, God damn. <laughs> but then I'm also that awkward where it's like, I don't want to make a scene, so I just pay for it, and I'm like, fuck, that was expensive for peanuts. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, and then you go to the bodega right next to it. You go to the 7-Eleven, and they oh, have the man. exact same thing with a different logo, and it costs $4. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. Don't get it. it. That's life. <laughs> That's, That's life. life. Oh, uh, man. Dude, how you been? How's your week been? How did you do on Crota? I got Crota done, bro. I knew I would. Fuck yeah. First weekend? Yeah, first weekend. Hell yeah. That was your goal, right? I was. And uh, similar. It was actually very easy. Because number one, I had done the original one from Destiny 1 quite a handful of times. And they did change some things, but it wasn't that crazy that uh, you couldn't figure it out and do it. And it's actually, it's fairly easy for new people that want to get into raids. It's a good one to teach people because it's got mechanics, but it's not very hard. So that was going to be my question is uh, how much did they change? Uh, So the one thing they did, like a lot of that was very famous because it could be done by one person. Uh, so what they've done now is they've added a passable buff, uh, because this is all called the dark below, uh, and Crota's end. It's all dark down there, so you're passing this chalice of light thing around, and you have to hold it while this meter fills up, and then once Mm -hmm. you do that, you have a 10 second timer for somebody to take it off of you, or else you die if you hold it too long. But then once they take it off of you, you get a permanent buff until you do another thing, and then it's just... It's passing that light back and forth and communicating with the whole team. So everybody has to be involved. So it's nice. But That's like I said, not not too complicated. So you can teach people some mechanics and not overwhelm them, which some of the other ones absolutely will do. Yeah. Right on, Dan. Um, was there anything good that you got for completing it? Uh, they <clears throat> The one thing, especially my buddy Holden that I play with was very excited about is that they also brought back like a lot of people's favorite armor set from Destiny 1, where, like, it brought in these crazy hive ghost spikes on the armor, and uh, the Warlock sick. one does look especially very nice, so it's pretty cool. Uh, the hive I didn't looks get, so dope. I haven't got every piece, but I'm also using it to, of course, get the raid-specific currency to buy other raid-specific guns, because oh, everything's God damn a currency. It. This is how they get you, <laughs> fuck. Oh, of course, man. Skinner box for days, and I am, and I'm I'm the fish that ate the sinker too, and I don't care. It's a free <laughs> meal, you know. <laughs> have you speaking of Yuri? Have you played with Yuri? Uh, I haven't yet. I don't know if he uh, downloaded. I don't even know if he started it yet. He hasn't talked to me about it. Uh, but he has. I've noticed. Got way back into uh, Marvel Snap. So, 
It has uh, been a while since I've seen that taking over the group chat. And uh-huh. oh, well, he, he was uh, one of the first ones. He he like was very publicly like, yo, I'm over that game. I'm done with it. It was too much crap. I didn't like it. And now he's like, yo, I'm back full hardcore. And I'm like, of course, Yuri. <laughs> Wait, he stopped? Yeah, I he stopped for a while. He 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 skipped out for a little bit, he said. He was hardcore addicted to that, man. When I went mm-hmm. to Dave's house, uh, actually, the two of us met up at Dave's house to just board game all day. We, we all called out of work that day and just went and board gamed. Uh, That's tight. Yuri spent, like, every waking moment that we weren't playing a game, he was in a game of Snap. Snapped, yeah. Yeah, and then we went to uh, grab a bite to eat, the, and they just spent the entire time playing Snap. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? And so I got back into it for about two games. I'm like, this game sucks. Yeah. I was there for a while. I was going through spurts where, like, I'd play it hardcore for, like, two days, and then I didn't touch it for, like, two or three weeks. And then I'd play again for, like, real hardcore, and I was like, yeah. And then it just, I don't know, I got burned out really quick on it. Yeah. I don't Skinner like Skinnerbox wasn't games. boxing me. I don't either, man. That's the huge hurdle. Yeah. But it's I not don't like, like other phone games. I don't give a fuck. I don't want to sit yeah. there on my phone and play a game. And The number and one I thing say that... that and then yeah. I get it on Steam, and I still don't want to play it on Steam. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. I don't want to play that shit on my computer, either. One of the things I love is card games. And uh, even on my phone, if I'm not in, like, uh, I'm not going to be into phone games if I'm not into your card game on my phone. Because I played Hearthstone for a while on my phone. That was pretty tight. I do love me some Hearthstone. Like, I'll play yeah. Hearthstone in bed. Like, sure. I, I keep going through the cycle of downloading Hearthstone, and then it takes about four hours to download Hearthstone each time uh-huh. you do it, because yeah. it's, it's not huge. like what it used to be. It's got like 10 years worth of content now. And yep. so by the time it downloads, I don't want to play it anymore, because I wanted to play it in that moment, Kyle. Yep. Yep. Wh- I know wh- exactly what you mean, man. You're so <laughs> far out of it now. That, yeah. Like any deck that you have will just get steamrolled by this new shit. It's very pay to win. That's which... that's not even what I'm talking about. I wanted to play oh. it 40 minutes ago when I hit download. Sure, that too. Yeah. Okay. And now, guess what, bro? I don't care anymore. It's like yeah. when you're hungry and you want something very badly, and then you find out that it's going to take an hour and a half for you to get that thing. <laughs> I don't care anymore. Yep. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm also with you. It's like, oh, I wanted this instant gratification. And now it's like, eh. Yep. I was about to say, you ready for ADHD episode part two? Because <laughs> this is to... the daily struggle, man. I'm, uh, I want to play Silent Hill 3 real bad. And I'm trying to figure out how to emulate on my computer. Oh, I mean, I can let you know the emulators. Yeah. Yeah. For a PS2 game? Uh, yeah. There's emulators all the way up to, like, the 360. And actually for the Switch, too. Well, hallelujah. If they'd sell it digitally, I would buy it. But the only one they ever did was the HD remaster, which everybody shit on so hardcore, they delisted it. So now I'm upset. So they delisted that, but the GTA Trilogy remaster you can still get? Yeah, because that still prints money. Weird. Weird. Actually, you know what really pisses me off about that is I own all of those games on Steam prior to that coming out. 
And I don't think I can re-download them. I can only re-download the remastered versions of the game. Of Silent Hill? No, GTA. Oh, uh, yeah, I think you're right. And also, I, I'm getting mad for no reason because I don't really care at all. But also, it's just dumb. Like, don't do that. Don't be a shitty publisher. I do own, like, I think all of the GTAs, too. Yeah. I'll have to look after. Either It's either that or I thought it was that, and then I realized that I didn't have to go jump through those hurdles. But also, I'm not going to go back and play those games. Those were... Vice City was awesome when I played Vice City. I don't want to play Vice City again. Yeah. Like, Shout it out looks to, like uh, shit. Ray I don't want to play it. Yeah. I always loved uh, GTA 2, the London. The top down? Yeah, the London one, though, because it was set in like 1960s London. Mm. It was That was a sweet, sweet game. Me and my buddy played the shit out of that one. And, uh, I just remember loving the radio stations in that game. Because that's before I, they got like super into like all the, the license the pop stuff. Ra- yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, that's the most memorable stuff from those games. Okay. Maybe not. Like Vice City and three. Well, Vice City had an incredible like solo storyline. Like that was oh, an yeah. awesome game. But these games are always most remembered for their kick ass uh, soundtrack. You know, you could now, go and like, buy the vinyl yeah. for those games. It's like 17 vinyls, you know? Plus, Vice City came out, like, right as, like, that 1980s retro wave was just starting to really hit its stride. And so all those pop 80s soundtrack songs and like, one thing was just, it was great. I'm going to really need them to really lean into the 80s again. That is one of that's like my favorite era to watch things being based in. Sure. I, I, Did you ever watch uh what was that TV show? Stranger Things? Yeah. No. Oh, the Goldbergs. The Goldbergs. No. no. Goldbergs is pretty much just that. It's it's a pretty great show, buddy. I'll have to check it out. I'm pretty sure they had wrestlers on that and referenced the Ultimate Warrior to bring it back to what we started this episode I with. I think you actually are correct. I there's not a lot of TV that I've seen unless it's like a big show that's streaming somewhere. Um, but you are probably like the 20th person to tell me that I should watch that show. Yeah, I think you would absolutely enjoy it. I'm probably the first one whose opinion you actually respect. I was about to say 19 of those were probably Micah. So you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Bird. Burn. <laughs> Yo, and I know he listens to this show. So Yeah. I love thanks, you. Thanks, Micah. <laughs> I was it's funny, I was actually thinking about Micah too in reference There's to There's a second one? Yes, Micah 2, the, the better sequel. A, the sequel. <laughs> uh, you guys haven't met him because he's actually an Android I created. And he just has my personality. I just call him Micah too. But that's why he's way that's cooler terrible. than Micah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's great. Uh, I bang it. Heck, yeah. Because um, it looks like me and acts like me. It's just called Micah. <laughs> <laughs> he walks around. He's like, butt stuff. Oh, exactly. man. Exactly. Talking to... Talking about people that uh, listen to the show. Did you see that Jeff uh, Jeff Miners commented on our last 
our last episode and gave us an NES game uh, as a recommendation. Yeah. Guerrilla War. You, Jeff. Yeah, Guerrilla War. I've never heard of this game in my life. Neither had I. I'm going to look it up real quick because there's a good chance I've actually played it. But uh, a top-down shooter. I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. But yeah, uh, shout out to Jeff. Thanks for the uh, the recommendation, bro. Appreciate it. We absolutely will play it because it's oh, I've super played this easy game. to do things. Have you? I might oh, have yeah. if I see it. But oh uh, yeah, I no. This game. Uh, speaking back to Micah, which is also a part of my segue, is uh, I was thinking about him because it was funny. When I was watching this movie, I was like, this is a lot like uh, that fucking PS5 game he loves. What are you talking about? Uh, Control? Not Control. The other one with the chick that shoots stuff. <laughs> Control? I, I have no, no idea. Uh, with uh, the Space Invaders monsters. <sighs> that, sh- get- that shoot the, the blue orbs and you gotta like... It's the Space Returnal? Man. Yes, Returnal. Yeah, yeah, it's all, okay. It's all in the dreams. You get it? It's all no. in the dreams. Did you okay. play Returnal yet? I've played it. I we can tell. It back <laughs> in, but not recently, recently. But I was just like, uh, I don't know. It was in my head when I was watching Little Nemo. Because the dream stuff. Especially the the train nightmare stuff. I uh, I guess I can see that. I I can't really see the... I can't see the comparison between this and Returnal. And I I mean, I fucking love Returnal. Returnal is a great game. This Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland is one of the most acid trips of a movie that I've ever seen in my oh, entire life. It's definitely wild. I told you it would be that. Um, I do have to apologize. Fuck. I don't think this will affect you as it. Would have, I did not realize there was so much singing in this movie. It has been a long time since I've seen it. A lot of song and dance routines. This was very much so a a musical. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. It wasn't as heavy. I mean, this movie actually was maybe a, a song or two away from like the level of a Disney movie in terms Absolutely. of the amount of songs in it. And every song is weird as fuck. Man. Yeah, there's they are not, not th- good songs. No, they're they are nothing memorable in everything that is happening while the songs are going on. It's like, holy dear God, is is there a song right now about him learning manners and etiquette? <laughs> yes, there is a song about him learning etiquette, uh-huh. whether it be how to eat properly, how to ride a horse. How, how to, to dance and fence in order to become a prince. This boy who does not at the beginning of the movie play with girls. No. Nope. Is learning etiquette to be a prince. And now that I've seen this movie, I completely understand everything that you were saying last week when we were talking about the game. Holy shit! What? Did they watch it's, something else? It's when also they made crazy. Uh, the the game, I guess, is actually based more on the comics, which you were sending me to a degree. I guess it references them because that's why Flip isn't in the game. 
Uh, Flip is that... one of the first characters you meet in the game. Or I'm, I'm not sorry, not Flip. His uh, his flying squirrel buddy is not in oh, the game yeah, at yeah. all. Um, I just read something on that too, where uh, there's a lot of confusion about what the game was based on due to yeah. when it released in Japan. Yeah. Uh, and people figured that it was actually based on. This blew my mind when I found out that actually Little Nemo is based on a comic strip from 1905 by 1905. Windsor McKay. That's yeah. so crazy, dude. And it ran until 1927. 22 Wild. year long co- uh, comic strip. I, honest to God, I found it on eBay and there's like an original printing for 200 plus bucks, but you can That's get so crazy. one for like 30 bucks. And I might get it just to have this comic strip. It's pretty nice, but maybe in there, there's feeding candy to animals. I don't know. Maybe. Yo, is, is Flip in blackface? Flip is not. There is another character from the comic that was a racist character that was omitted from the movie because of their racist undertones. Okay. I, I don't think Flip is supposed to be. I think I always saw him as more of a Danny DeVito-esque character. I thought so as well. Uh, and it was Sarah that pointed out and asked, because of his odd coloring mm-hmm. and that pretty much all of his body is white except for his upper face, which is more of like a greenish blue. Mm-hmm. But definitely... I also didn't think so either. But then yeah. the more you watch Flip, the more you're like, well, he could be. <laughs> he could it's, be. It's crazy because like on the whole, like the blackface or like the racial stereotype drawings of uh, black people are actually still kind of really common in Japanese art. Like there's the character, the Pokemon Jinx, I believe she had to be edited. She was given a purple color before she was released in America. Cause she's pretty much blackface. There's the Mr. Popo character from Dragon Ball Z, which is like just a racial stereotype drawing of a black person. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's weird, uh, and I wonder if maybe that was something that was changed because this movie was like a collaborative effort between a Japanese studio and an American studio, and they, yeah. I guess it was kind of a development hell. It was like in development for like seven years, I think. I did not know that, and yeah. I believe it. I so the movie starts with um, just Japanese credits at the be- at the beginning and followed with, you know, uh, English uh, translations after, you know, after the words. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, this should be this should be interesting. I fully expect it to just be some dubbed nightmare that was going to drive me crazy. But instead, it's fully. It's fully voice acted in English with, mm-hmm. you know, the mouth movements all going to the English words, which is something I didn't expect. I mean, I did appreciate it because I didn't yeah. really want to watch a dubbed movie when I was stupid tired. I hate those. I would not have done that to you. I'm... I appreciate you. Yeah. I hate those type, like the old 80s dub types. Nowadays, they do at least redraw the mouths. But mm-hmm. yeah, dude, fuck that shit. And there's no way they could have redone, like redrawn the mouths, just because this. You mentioned this 
either last week or the week before. But this is this is 1989. This is the old style, old cell panel style of animation that I completely adore. I love this animation style yeah. where uh, I I'm not I don't know if people are familiar with it, but you it's actually a series of slides. So someone might paint a static image that will never leave and then there's other clear cells that go on top of them that you can move around so you have these backgrounds that are static with you know the animations done on other cells to spell out the rest of the scene i absolutely adore this style this movie was beautiful in a lot of ways um the i really appreciate when it gets like far away and it's just the most ass basic face like it's oh. barely it's barely got <laughs> yeah. dots for eyes dude yeah i love those too i know exactly I what you're talking it. about yeah this old school stuff man i i love it so much love it so much but yeah it's this, uh, this movie's did, weird as fuck it is very very weird i like that it's a it, it's competent enough but it definitely feels like it's a small child like dreaming everything's sort of scatterbrained uh i love that it's filled with like the people in his life i think his mom shows up like in dreamland like three or four times she's just a lady Mm -hmm. that's there just there Uh, that could have also just been a budgetary thing like reusing (laughs) but uh, i took it to believe that it's all in his dreams because all the people from the circus are people that are prominent in his dreamland Mm -hmm. another thing about these cell shade these not cell shaded these cell animations is a lot of times the characters in these movies are actually just characters that are also in other movies that they had cell animations for laying around for sure like the guards towards the end of the movie absolutely i've seen them in another movie it's a very famous disney technique too like there's that baloo dancing scene that's used in like four different movies yeah, they just give and the exact it. same animation to other characters. And they just paint over it because they've done all the work and they've already got it mapped out and they're like, fuck it. Uh, if, you, I wonder, if you as a listener have never seen that, look that up. Go on YouTube and just look at uh, Disney reusing like you, you, uh, Baloo. You said Baloo's dancing animation. The, and see dance. how many different yeah. characters they did that with. I know it's they definitely did it. That same scene is in both the Jungle Book and the Robin Hood uh, animated Disney movie, which, for the record, I think I've said before, is like my least favorite of those. I hate the Fox Robin Hood Disney you, movie. You, oh, really? Yeah, I do I, not like that I love that, that movie. I think that's we've talked about it, because I had to watch it a lot as a kid, and I never really liked it. And I feel like, even as a kid, like... That one's the one where they reuse a lot of different animation scenes from different movies because they they needed to put something out, but they didn't really have the budget or the time, so they just kind of <laughs> mashed that one out. Tell me you phoned it in without telling me you phoned it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nemo, though, man, this this movie opens with the banger. Like it opens with this flying bed, whimsical dream into a train chase nightmare. Can we just describe this movie like not exactly what we're supposed to be inferring from the scene, these scenes, but actually just describing it in the ridiculous way that (laughs) this movie presents it to us? Yeah. Like, so little Nemo starts off in a flying bed and then he gets chased by a train, a train off the tracks into a lake 
Have you? Oh, yeah. Oh. I love the uh, the terrifying part where, like, the smoke starts coming up from the water as the train oh. comes up again. That part was great. Uh, I love him figuring out that he can control the bed. That was such, like, a... I was like, oh, man, that's... it's It's got a lot of nice little character world-building stuff in it. And it's uh, that's also very dreamlike, like you mentioned yeah. before. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of shit you would you'd be like, "Oh my god, my bed is flying." Wait, what if I do this? Oh shit! I love that. I love when that power gets taken away from him and the panic that sets in because he's in like this crazy, unfamiliar territory and like he's trying to pull the bed up and it's not doing what it was doing. God damn! Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that like the dream morphs into. A nightmare, and then like how it ends with him like falling out of bed and just being like, "Oh, I've, we've all been in that situation." Yeah, he like he he starts in his own city and then ends up in a dystopian nightmare. That was crazy awesome. Yeah, like, all the, that was, the skyscrapers. I, it, it was actually uh, Ariel's world and Wonder World. Like when he goes underwater. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's was, what it made me think of. It made me think of Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. Oh, goes, very similar. Same underwater, thing. And then he's in the the Cloud City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Bioshock uh, Infinite fucking rules, man. I love that game. The game slaps pretty hard. Both that and Bioshock 1. I never played 2. I own 1 and 2, but Infinite's the only one that I've played through. Mm. And now, at this point... I, I already it's, know yeah. number yeah. one, like what happens in number one. What's the point? Um, They're cool. So he wakes up, which time. is a theme in this movie. Goes to sleep. Ridiculous shit happens. He wakes up. Now, for about the first half of this movie, he wakes up and he's back in a normal world. His mom's like, did you eat the pie again? Because he gets up and he sleepwalks and he just eats pie. His mom's pies because it's 1905 and Little Nemo has nothing to do but play with trains and eat pie. Eat mom's pie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, mm. uh, he he's, he's a dreamer. Nemo's basically like the king of lucid dreaming. He knows when he's dreaming and he can control all this shit. Yeah. And that goes well until <clears throat> uh, his... The... the Devil on our shoulder, who in this movie is represented as Flip, just I don't Mickey like. Nemo, why, do you, why do you keep listening to this fucking guy? He he screwed you over like seven times, and you just kept being like, "Oh, Flip." It's like okay, I get it though. I oh, get yeah, it. kids are dumb. So I mean, he he goes to sleep at one point. So this is after he goes to the fa- uh, what the hell, like a street fair thing, a parade. Wow, the parade of the circus wow. coming to town. Yeah. Yes, where the guy... Or the street fair. No, it was definitely a parade. I'm just too dumb and couldn't remember what the word parade was. But he gets visited in his dream by Professor Professor Genius, which is Mm -hmm. just a perfect name for a little boy to be, to make up about this professor. Oh, what was the professor be? Oh, he's a genius, right? He's Professor Genius. But he's got this... He's got this letter from, not this letter, a scroll from King Morpheus who wants him to come and play with his daughter and be the prince and be the the royal playmate thing of Camille, whatever. So he ends up in this fantastical world where everybody's 
riding, having carriages ridden, driven by whales and umbrellas and like crazy Goats. shit. Yeah. And then Art he ends up playing train with the king. Dude, that scene's so awesome. What a fucking badass. Rules. Yeah, dude. He's like, it's like a roller coaster and they're like hauling ass on it. And it does that, that like Looney Tunes animation where they like go down the hill and they're like, yes. oh, I, that shit's so cool, dog. I don't it care. It pops up. Yeah. So that's about where his fun ends because from that point forward, he's got to become this prince for some reason. And so he's got to learn etiquette and he's got to be good and stop screwing <laughs> around, Nemo. Get out of your pajamas, Nemo. Oh, man. Uh, your so underwear. For, like, I get out of your underwear or keep it on. So <laughs> I get that flip is like the. What? Why are you wanted, Flip? Oh, because I just want to have fun. Yeah. Everything he's doing, I get it. Like, that oh, yeah. was fun. But holy God, are you, you're a dirtbag. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Flip, Flip's a real scum sucker. And you can, yeah. I love his giant crow that he flies on. Uh, it's one of those weird things as a, an adult that especially I recognize. One of my complaints with this movie is the guy that does all the animal voices is like the guy that's done every animal voice from every cartoon I've watched in like from 1988 to 19 2000 whatever. He was the voice Which of Slimer. Is? He does I don't know what his real name is. It's like something. It's not oh. Frank Oz. But uh, Bill Martin maybe? I think so, yeah. Is it the guy that did Icarus's voice cuz that's uh -huh. Danny Mann? Yeah, Danny Mann. Because he's done ton like you look at it, he he does all of these fucking animal voice things. He's a f he's done tons of uh whatever. Well, weird call. little uh aside, I didn't realize that Nancy Cartwright, which most people know as Bart Simpson from The mm -hmm. Simpsons, obviously, is a voice in this movie. She she plays ba Paige. Huh? That's which crazy. One is Paige. Is I that have no the idea. I think that's the little princess's assistant that is flying around with them, too. The little green-haired girl. Isn't that Bonbon, though? Is that Bonbon? Then I don't yeah. know who the fuck Paige is. Yeah, I remember them saying, I'm Paige. I couldn't fucking tell you who it is. <laughs> so, so, like, he meets up with Camille, and they start, like, riding around inside, like, dandelion fuzz all over Which the place. Which is awesome. Super tripped out. Super acid trip. Super tripped out, and then they get into this whole etiquette song and dance routine, which is fucking ridiculous. And he's tired of that, so the king gives him a a skeleton key, which is actually a dragon key. Which yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but it, when it shows a a close up of this the dragon's mouth holding the shaft of the key in it, the shaft of the key, you know, in his mouth, uh, yeah. the shaft of the key has a vein on it. Oh, so it God. looks like he's blowing the key. It's kind of funny. A little I weird that, at the same time. What the, He gives him the key and he's like, this key will open every door in the place, but the one door you can't use it on is the door that has the key symbol on it. Like, what? Yeah, it's like, hey, if you find a door like that looks like this key belongs to it, don't use it. Use it on any other door. Every other door in here, but not that yeah. one door. 
Yeah, but what does Flip door. tell him to do? Yeah, just use it. There's got to be something big behind that big door. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, there was something big indeed. Real Pandora's box situation here. Pandora's door over here. That oh. thing, like... Oh. It had, like, a whole contraption to open the goddamn door. It was pretty sick. Yeah. And so it lets out this black ooze with eyes. The nightmares. The nightmares. That come and steal the king away on the coronation of the prince and take him to nightmare land. Also, now, king's so annoying because, like, Nemo's trying desperately to, like, be like, bro, shit's getting fucked up. And king doesn't even, he's like, nah, dude, I'm dancing. Fuck off. It's Britney, dude. bitch. <laughs> Icarus is over there yanking his beard and he's just like, la di da di da di da di da Oh my God! Don't you know King is... that you're toxic? <laughs> man, King is such a man child. Yeah, but like it's it's Nemo's dream, so it makes sense, I guess. Like when in your dreams, when something important's happening, can you ever get the attention of the one person that can stop it? Never. Right? That and every character has a little bit of Nemo in them. And it's, of course, the king acts like a giant Nemo because mm-hmm. it's who Nemo wants to be. The person in authority yep. that doesn't have to answer to anyone. He can eat the pies of his mother whenever he wants. Eat his mother pie whenever he wants. <laughs> That's what a real king does. <laughs> Prima nocta, oh, no. baby. Oh, no. Oh, So, Flip, earlier in this movie, when he's trying to befriend our Nemo friend here. It's like, listen, I got a I got a map of Dreamland. Okay? Of Slumberland. But he pulls out the wrong map. And it's a map of Nightmare Land. Oh my god, it was a setup. It was a setup. Flip and so Flip Triple Time Bastard. Dragged into the situation because of course when the when the heat gets turned up, Flip's a little snitch. Oh yeah. Of course He's he a little fucking snitch, man. I, I love that they were about to exile Flip by just literally shooting him out of a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, man, fuck this dude. We hate him. Shoot him out of that giant gun. Get him out of here. <laughs> and they put him in what? a ball and he didn't put out his cigar. And I love like when it rolls out and it opens up, he comes rolling out with like all this smoke like it's a stoner's van. <laughs> <laughs> I like how this cigar is just permanently lit. And yeah, like dude. he's riding around like smoking a cigar on his on his crow that's definitely got mange. And like <laughs> they're tickling they're tickling dinosaurs' noses to like ruin orchestras. Guys, this is literally a scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. He tickled a dinosaur's nose to make the dinosaur sneeze and ruin an orchestra. It's a wild scene. It's it's very trippy. It's all happening in the clouds, by the way. And at one point later, they're in the uh, the floaty balls that are just spinning around, and then they get the butterfly wings. Mm-hmm. Dog, this movie's so fucking weird. It's <laughs> it's so so weird. Uh, you describe this to uh, never ending story, and I get it. Yeah, for sure, to a degree. There's a, I'd still see that too. I get it just because of. Um, the if if for some reason there's people in here listening that 
haven't seen the never ending story and like i don't remember if it's the one or the two i think it's one where the darkness is spreading mm-hmm. that's one this is very this is very much so like the darkness is spreading from nightmare world into all other worlds they need to get the king back of slumberland back and they gotta defeat the nightmare king um Unfortunately for me, once you get to Nightmare World, you would think that everything becomes trippier when it's like the exact opposite. It becomes yeah, they, somehow a little bit more grounded. It's a, uh, it's very like, oh, budget's running out. We got to finish this fucking movie. <laughs> Here's a dark, empty forest. I did a like how of mangy uh, imps. The the things would light up as they hit them. Oh, yeah, when you're talking about just Nightmare World in general, yeah, it's just like yeah. a fucking swamp area that's... Yeah. And then you meet the uh, the five goblin gremlins, what the fuck ever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. Jim Oompa, Henson-y, oompa, these guys. Oompa, oompa, oompa. I hate, I hate how long it takes to say their fucking name, and I really hate how fucking long their stupid spell is. I gotta say that. I appreciate the fact that the spell has pajama in it. Like 40 fucking times. It's like a pajama, pajama, da dama, pajama. It's like the spell is really dumb. I liked when they were first in the woods and they were getting attacked by bats. All oh, those and bats were cool see, looking. Yeah. And he was he was like, pajama, pajama. And like the king scepter would start to let yeah. light up. And I'm like, Oh, cool. So it's like really close to whatever he's saying. But no, the king sent them a letter of what it is. It's like 42 and, words long. And, and it's it ends pajama, in pajama. Like 40 times, yeah. Of it's the 42 so words, 40 of them are pajama. It's, but I do like I, when he finally fucking gets it and he cuts the shit out of that flying manta ray. I always loved that part as a kid and it's still kicks ass today. Humps, dude. Yeah, that that's scene, so fucking brutal. Humped. It's, it's like so brutal right when he cuts off like, his wing. Yeah, and he's like, ah! yeah, and then cuts him in half. Oh, so awesome, dude! So fucking killer. Oh, that was so sick. I was like, did he just cut that thing in half? And unfortunately, I have no idea because then the manta ray crashes into the wall yeah, and explodes into a million pieces. Again, budgetary things. They had to wrap this up because the Nightmare King goes out kind of like a little bitch too, which is fitting. Nightmare King way cooler until they show him. Then he's real basic. Yeah. It, when he was like omnipresent, it yeah. was pretty sick until like, he's not. It's like the just, game. Yeah, absolutely. It, so you, it, you're you right. That Manta is very much so something from this movie. That penguin thing. I don't, I don't know where the fuck that came from in the game. But you got the Manta, which yep. I thought it was so weird that there was just a Manta flying around in the sky dive bombing you but actually that fight is pretty pretty close to what the movie is that was pretty strange enough i wonder if that's also in the comic then i'm dude i want to read this comic won't lie but also you i i described the last level last week as it's super long but you end up fighting the manta and then you get to a point where like you just have the Nightmare King looming in the background. And then all of a sudden, he's just standing in front of you, and it's really nothing. The, f- uh-huh. the fight wasn't even that hard. But, yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, they defeat the Nightmare King. Sure and do. Blast him to smithereens. 
he he uh, gets to kiss Camille, uh, who he didn't even want to play with earlier. And then he brags to his mom. She goes, "You didn't even fall out of bed, Nemo." Well, I guess I, I guess I didn't eat the pie. Ha ha ha! Oh, Nemo, you stupid bastard! You stupid little fuck! You always eat mama's pie. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah. Does, overall, does Micah too make that joke too? I don't know if he does. Micah too. Do you make <laughs> jokes about mom's pie? Yes. Oh, okay. Kablow! I shot Micah 2 in the head. He's dead. He's never coming back. <laughs> He's a robot. You can't kill AI. Ah! It's like the scene in AI when he eats the spinach and melts. Man, I must have missed that part, but okay. I I only know about it because it came up in a different YouTube video that was hilarious. <laughs> There's this... uh. This gaming channel I follow, and one of the girls on there, somebody showed her that scene, and then she laughs for, like, the next five minutes, and then they show, they combine clips from, like, two days later and a week later where, like, somebody mentions it, and she just goes uncontrollably laughing again, thinking about it. Quite hilarious. Mm. Okay. I was padding out this episode just like the end of this movie gets. Oh, Oh, man. It's... I really just wanted more acid trip um, Mm -hmm. slumberland. And I get it. I understand where this movie had to go. Because it's ultimately you have to get to the bad guy. You have to get to this rescue sequence. And like you have to get to some over, you know, some doom and gloom looming over everything. You got to have something to win against. But man, this went from. Like, imagine if you're watching any version of The Grinch. Dr. Seuss is The Grinch. And everything's set in Whoville. And then all of a sudden, like, the second half of this movie just takes place in a dark swamp at night somewhere. And The Grinch is a weirdly voiced demon that uh, gets rather annoying. He sounds again like... Uh, it's a guy that did all the monster villains in 90s cartoons that you watch, like Gargoyles and shit like that. Yeah. And all of your best friends that are that are still around you, uh, they look like uh, poorly rendered Call of Duty soldiers in ghillie suits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Uh, yeah, overall, like, I guess I could sum this up by saying... Uh, I forget what I was going to say. Nice. It could have been better. It could have been worse. Uh, Got a little long in the tooth and uh, a little budgetary. And I could a little less singing, a little more acid trip. That's what I was going to say. Give me a little less singing. Actually, I I would take equal amount singing. More acid trip. Just more acid trip. Just give me more of that, please. Give me scene after scene of me asking myself, what the fuck? But also completely understanding what was happening. Gotcha. Because there wasn't a time ever that yeah. I was watching this. I was like, I don't I don't get it. Like, I yeah, got everything. It's very base. It's for a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, which is good. It's easy to follow. It could have been uh, even worse. But, uh, but that actually brings me to my a thought that I had the entire movie. 
which is something that I feel I bring up a lot on this show when we watch older movies like this, is that I wish that this was a movie that I saw when I was younger. Sure. I, I would have a more... I would have more of an appreciation because of it. Oh, well, that's fine. I mean, I loved it when I was a kid, you know? Instead, I'm, you know, in my mid to late 30s being like, well, this is definitely made for kids. Yeah. So. It was good for me because, sorry. Go on. I was just going to say, this is the first time I've really watched it, like, since I've moved into this sort of movie critiquing phase of my life uh so i i got to really kind of watch it and analyze it and i you know i did love this movie a lot uh but i think a lot of it was nostalgia too this like i said it does get a little draggy uh at uh, certain points and uh by the time we do get to nightmare land like i'm ready for it to wrap up and then we meet the annoying fucking goblins and he's still not even been arrested and then we meet a fifth goblin, and it's like we're throwing new characters in in the last twenty minutes. Like that's not a good sign ever. At that and, point, uh, I yeah. I tap my phone to see how much time was left. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Um, but uh, I checked four separate times to see how much time was left <laughs> in this movie. So yeah, like I said, it gets a little long in the tooth. It was thankfully only like an hour twenty-seven because it's animated. So mm-hmm. small small victory there. <laughs> yeah. It, it is free on Amazon Prime. That was also guys, nice. If you, if you haven't it. seen it, check it out. It is it is worth a check or out, don't. and it, especially if you like that old school animation style. If you like Cuphead, if you played mm-hmm. Nino Cooney, the White Witch. If uh, you if you have like if you have a young child, I mean, I don't think we bring sure. this up enough on this show. You know, our age bracket, people who would be listening to the show might be people that have younger kids that might appreciate a film to watch with their kids. This is a perfectly good movie. I, I think your kids would love this movie. You'll enjoy it for the first. You said it's hour 29, the first hour, 20 minutes of this movie. Um, I, I kid, you'll probably enjoy the whole thing. It, it, it's it, it, I stuttered a lot. It's a good one to watch with your kids. I, I fully agree. I'd rather watch this than the Disney Robin Hood with my with any kid that I do or do not have. Mm. But that's me. It, I'd also this rather is watch your, this than Would Jungle you rather? Book. No. <laughs> that's, <laughs> if that's this is your that. would you rather, I'll tell you right now, this is a freebie. I'd rather watch that. Um, no, but uh, do you have any final thoughts, Shawnee, before we move into a ranking system? No. Okay. Good, because I don't really I either. Nothing. Outside, again, I really don't like the way that the Nightmare King looks. Really, really uninspired for final villain. So, yeah, yeah dark, like basically a palette swap of a devil. Any yeah. devil that you've seen, um, it's just imagine if you're a devil in in Tekken, and you're fighting yeah. Dark Devil. But so you're it's also just the the blacked out devil. <laughs> You have an annoying ass voice too. Of it just sounds like a dude trying to make his voice sound deeper. This was yeah. before like real computer modulation was done to voices. So, oh come on, Nemo, you know what I really want. <laughs> you want this? I yeah. want your king scepter and the skeleton key. I've got my ranking already. I just thought of it. I'm pretty proud of it. You want me to drop it okay. on you? Yeah. All right, buddy. Shawnee. Yo. 
if you were a small child living in 1905 England. I already am. America. Somewhere. If you are still that, and you can't control your dreams, and the king in your dreams gives you a magic scepter. But this magic scepter, Sean, (laughs) it has a 42-word spell, you have to say. Out of those 42 words, how many of those words are the word pajama, with that number being your rating for the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Man... Even before you said uh, that pajama had to be a word, I was going to give it X pajamas. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Like, I figured thing. out where you're going halfway through this. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. I got to give it pajamas. Man, I will give this movie out of 42. I don't even quick maths anymore. I just like yeah. try to find a number that feels right in relation. Mm-hmm. And I'll give this movie... I'll give it 31 pajamas. Holy hot damn. I was projecting a 30. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. I like I understand if you actually do the maths on that, that's probably not gr- it's really not great. I I'm not I'm not <laughs> knocking this movie at all, but it is definitely for a thick 36 year old man mm-hmm. watching this alone in his living room <laughs> and an 82 degree sunny day. Yeah. Uh, I feel a little weird actually having just said that sentence. That's fair enough. It's uh, good. This I think, movie's good. I think your, your scoring is exactly correct. Awesome. Uh, I, I, I want to give it extra points I, I would have wanted to have given it extra points for inspiring a game that I loved so dearly as a kid. <laughs> yeah. But now I, I find out that it was actually like this character was created in 1905. So yeah. and I can't give the, this movie that much credit. The game is its own different acid trip separate from the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's like you remember when Ready Player One came out and everybody was crying that it was a completely different story. Yeah. I appreciate that. I like I when you too. can have one world and be able to tell a different story each time. Uh-huh. This is how that Agreed. feels. It was two different stories, one world, same characters. Cool. I dig it. Uh, Kyle, if you were a little eight-year-old boy uh-huh. who likes to dream a lot, super lucidity, lucidity, sure. and you fall into this acid trip of a dream where you just want to have fun, you're loving this world, but then they keep stymieing your fun progress. And they're like, dude, you got to put your pinky out. Stop slurping your soup. Stop sticking your face in titties while dancing. Like, Damn. And it's you're asking like, a Man, lot. Asking a lot from I me. I know. I just want to have fun. And so you meet this guy, Flip. His name's Flip. And so that probably should be. A uh, sign. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hint number one. This guy's probably up to no good. He's like, Red hey, flag. man, you want to go have fun? And you're like, yeah. And he's like, of I'm going to take you to my home away from home. Of course. Oh. So he brings you to a police station. Oh, I thought it was going to be it's... a strip club. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, You know, I could combine that with what I'm about to say, but uh, I'm sticking no. to the movie. Yeah, stick it. Especially if we're talking about bumping people with baton sticks, you know what I'm saying? Oh, get him. Yeah, got him. So you go in there, right? And you're he's like, hey, let's have some fun. So there's 
there's 23 cops snoozing all over the place. And Flip tells you to go over there and uh, tickle one of their feet. So it sets off a chain reaction of baton smacks and pushes and booty slaps. How many out of those 23 cops are getting in on this baton smacking, shove-giving, booty slapping action? Damn. Out of 27? Three, 23. 23? Uh, Well, I mean, the instinct in me that says ACAB says that (laughs) all those cops would beat each other because that's what cops do. But (laughs) curveball. No, uh, I'm going to say honestly, like 15 out of 23. Cool. It's not high, but it's not low. Like I overall, I still loved this movie, Uh, but looking at it critically, it's a little too long. There's some very obvious padding. Uh, The, the final villain final scenes are uh, budgetary cutted and very sort of underwhelming it's just sort of ha here's a big old anime blast and that's the end of it and yeah it wraps up i guess but overall uh yeah that's where i'd i'd, I'd cast this 15 out of 23 that's so. fair while you were talking about that i had a thought that this movie almost for watching it in the first time there's like a lot to take in uh-huh. and i feel like this is one of those movies that it would have really benefited if you were a kid and you watched this all the time. Yeah. And you remembered all the story beats and this and that. One weird last comparison between this and the game. The game I mentioned at the very last level, you get a weapon called the Morning Star. They Mm -hmm. call it the Morning Star. It's the King Scepter. Yeah. It is legit the King Scepter, but they didn't name it the King Scepter. I don't know if they knew it was going to be named that when they were making the game. Well, the game came out after the movie. In Japan. Well, you're true. Yeah. So maybe that's the Japanese name for it. Maybe. It took, oh, so maybe maybe it, it was developed there when the movie hadn't even come out yet. That is so weird. Yeah, that I think it, mental cycle. But then I think there was like a three-year gap between the movie releasing in Japan and it coming to America. But I think the Little Nemo game was developed at the same time and released in Japan. And then they quickly, you know, it didn't have a very long script. So they translated that quick. And it was in America like three years before the actual movie came out. So the movie actually came out in America first. No, it came out in Japan first, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought that's the way that I read it. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. It was first released in Japan in 1989, and then, and then I, think I think it 92 came two in America. Yeah, 92 or 93. So that's why. But yeah, I think yeah, yeah. the game right. was developed at the same time as the Japanese movie, and it released in America in like 1989 or 1990. Oh, it released on my birthday in 1992 in America. Really? No shit. Yeah. There you go. That's wild. You gotta that give it dirty one more dancing. point. One more point. No, this isn't going <laughs> getting a 33. You no. have to goddamn mind. No. no. <laughs> uh, all right, buddy. Uh, did I, I did it last time. You can tell the audience what they can do. Man, I think that's cheating because I did like the seven before last week. But oh. what I will tell the audience to go do is 
You know what, audience? I'm gonna need you to go eat your mama's pie. Sean, if you were a redneck that lived in Texas. That sounds like a nightmare already. Uh huh. But would you yeah. rather drive a Ford or a Chevy? <laughs> if I was a redneck that lived in Texas, I, I think in Texas you got to drive a Ford. Okay. I mean, I don't want to drive either one, but I think Ford is the safe answer. That guy that just went by. Probably a Chevy. Probably. Little Terrible. Dick. It sounded broke down. All right. Later, buddy. Love you.